Hello, dear friends. It's Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable once again inviting you to stay tuned right here on our website to Let's Talk About Jesus. Now, we could talk about a whole lot of things today. We could speculate about a lot of things. Uh, we could try to comprehend and understand why and wherefore and is this the devil trying to harm us is this god trying to get our attention where oh we could just go in a whole lot of different directions today but what we need right now i believe more than trying to come up with some explanation for what is happening we need to respond to what is happening in a way that will bring glory and honor to God and bring peace and consolation and confidence to every one of his children today. I want to talk to you today, therefore, about trusting God no matter what. You know, one of the scriptures that I know we all probably have heard, it's it's a, a very challenging scripture, particularly in times like we're living right now in circumstances that we are in. And it says to trust the Lord with all of your heart and to not lean to your understanding. You know, we, we feel like we need to understand in order to believe. And the scripture takes and turns that completely around and says that we need to believe so that we might understand. In that great faith chapter in the book of uh, Hebrews in the New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11, uh, it, it simply says through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the words of his mouth. <laughs> I, I don't know how he did it. I know that it, it, it sounds like uh, something beyond our ability to understand even. To say, let there be a firmament and everything that we can see and beyond what we can see in our universe was created by the words of his mouth. <laughs> Amen. How in the world can we, as they put it in modern language, get your mind, get your mind wrapped around that? It's just too big, too wide, too deep to understand. But by faith, we know he did it and we know how he did it. And we begin to, to get a grasp on how mighty our God is. Amen. And I want to talk to you once again about this particular subject today, trusting God no matter what. Whether the crisis is global, national, or personal, we have a God that we can turn to. We are living in the last of the last days. We're living in what the Bible said are perilous times. Outrageous is one of the translations of that word perilous and dangerous uh, is another word. Catastrophic, fearful times filled with uncertainty and anxiety. It's crucial that we develop a genuine faith that will set us apart from the world about us. You know, the Bible said before we came to Christ, we were, with, we were without we were without hope 
and without God in this present world. The difference is when you come to know Christ as your Savior, God becomes our Heavenly Father. And from that moment forward, we are never without hope because we are never without God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Psalm 46. Psalm 46 in the Old Covenant. And then we're going to go wherever we, wherever God allows us to go in the Word of God uh, to find that, that comfort and that peace and that consolation and that confidence that we need, especially in the time that we're living and the circumstances that we are in right here and right now. One thing I want to say to you, amen, we are in the kingdom for a time such as this. It's hard to believe uh, that we in America would lead the world in the in the cases of of this virus that we would become uh, the the leading nation we thought it would be China and then Italy and Spain but we have become the leading nation we are also one of the most populated not of course not in in relation to China uh, but we 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 as a as a nation that once nestled that at one time nestled under the wings of God, you know, on every coin that we have, uh, to the to the consternation of many, it still says what this nation was founded on and what our Christian faith should be founded on. In God, we trust. Not in the power of wealth, not in the power of our military, not in the power of our uh, expertise and educational systems. In God we trust. A lot of the things that we have put our trust in are being shaken like they have never been shaken in in our generation. I'm talking about people, I'm 73 years old and counting. So in my generation, there has never been an event like this. There was the Spanish flu back when in my dad's day back in many almost a century ago but not in my generation and not in many of your generation and we need to be able to trust God no matter what is anything too big for God the answer should be a an absolute no you know the the prophet said of him ah lord god <laughs> thou hast made heaven and earth by thine outstretched hand and there is nothing too hard for you new testament jesus said nothing is impossible with god and the things that are impossible with men are possible with God and then he goes on to say and nothing is shall be impossible to him that believeth praise God trusting God no matter what Psalm 
46. Are you there? Are you ready to read together today? Before we start reading, I want to thank the Lord for you. I pray that God will cover you under the uh, uh, covered of his wings, that he will shelter you, amen, near to his bosom today. There's a song that it's an old song. It's being brought back like a lot of the old hymns are coming back. The leap neat little beat driven and don't get me wrong i love contemporary gospel music i love most of it <laughs> not all of it but i i love upbeat songs but i love to hear in song a truth that is based on right theology based on scriptural truth based on the word of God even incorporating the word of God in the song and what we don't need right now is some little beat driven ditty that doesn't really speak to our heart speak to our soul and doesn't really uh, uh, cause us to stimulate us to trust God and to worship God in a holy awe and reverence today. Oh, friend of mine, I believe good is already coming out of this. I believe that God uh, is getting our, our, our focus like he wouldn't have gotten before this happened. I'm not saying he sent it. I'm saying he will seize this opportunity of our focus on him to show us his grace, His goodness, His greatness, and His faithfulness. Hallelujah. I'm encouraged today because things are not going to be the same. The normal, when it gets back to normal, it's going to be a new normal. And I don't know what all that's going to entail, but I know one thing for sure. We need the Lord. One of those old songs that that is helps me to trust uh, is is he will hold me fast for my savior loves me so he will hold me fast. It's this trust in his faithfulness that becomes our stabilizing factor when all the world is is turned upside down. Friend of mine, we're living in catastrophic, fearful, perilous times. It is the last days. But Psalm 46 tells us something about the Lord that will help us to trust in Him. Amen. So let's read it together today. I'm glad you're with us, every one of you. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, or we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. This is not some little thing that is occurring here. Listen, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. In other words, just stop and think a moment about what kind of catastrophic event is occurring. And yet, it says when that occurs, God makes himself available to us in a very special way. God is our refuge and 
strength. A very, you see, he draws near. When the trouble touches you and the trouble touches me, God draws near. He is a very present help. I like that, don't you, today? He is not sitting aloof, distancing himself from us in his heaven, unconcerned about what is touching you and touching me. He draws near when we are filled with fear. He draws near. You know, when you are, you and I are emotionally uh, impacted by some catastrophic event or some circumstance that is overwhelming. God draws near. We don't have to, to, we have to seek him to find him, but we don't have to look far. Amen. He said, you'll find me. Uh, you'll find me near you, nearer than you believe that I would be if you seek after me with all of your heart. I don't know about you, but I am, I am clearly focused on him. The New Testament says, and it's all about focus. Uh, it says, it says that that we are we are uh, in in the in a sense we are in a race, and the Bible said we are to run this race with patience that we are in, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of your faith looking and that word looking doesn't mean glancing at god now and then when their trouble comes it means literally uh, to look away from all that will distract and set your gaze upon him amen that involves a discipline but i'm going to tell you uh, the the fearful things that can come upon People living in faulty bodies in a fallen world that we are seeing right here and right now. It helps me to trust God. It helps me to put my wholehearted trust in His faithfulness. It helps me to get into His Word. It helps me to find the time to pray like I need to pray and to pray in faith believing. Listen, friend, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. And we just did what it said to do, Selah, stop Meditate on this. Think about this. Verse 4 goes on to say, There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. <laughs> Hallelujah. Verse 6 says, The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He utters his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Once again, Selah. Think about this. Think about this. No matter what is happening, no matter what kind of adversaries we face, enemies we face, circumstances we face, the Lord of hosts is with us. 
The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Stop and think about this. That's what Selah really means. Verse 8 says, Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I'll be exalted in the earth. The, uh, once again, it's reiterating and repeating this God, the, uh, this great and this good, <laughs> the Lord of hosts, uh, is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Many times when we see the Lord of hosts, it means the commander-in-chief of heaven's armies. Glory be to God. And many scholars believe it's specifically talking about Jesus because in the book of Revelation, it's, it speaks of Jesus leading an army on white horses. <laughs> Hallelujah. Leading an army of the saints, not just angels, when he returns to rule and to reign upon the earth and when we return with him. The commander-in-chief of heaven's armies is with you and with me today. It's interesting to me that Psalm 46 was written at a time of national crisis in Israel. It was quoted in the congressional prayer meeting, Billy Graham read it during his sermon at the National Cathedral. At, during 9-11, Billy Graham chose, after the Twin Towers were, came down and, and 3,000 people were, lost their life almost instantly. He didn't choose what is normally read in these kind of situations. Psalm 23, such a comfort that, Yea, though I walk through the valley of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. But in this very fearful, uncertain time, Billy Graham read from the psalm that I'm reading you before Congress. Martin Luther, the great reformer, wrote the hymn, A mighty fortress is our God. Hallelujah. Based upon the study of this particular psalm. Listen to this stanza that he wrote. And that's why I'm talking about the old hymns today. And he said, Though this world with devils filled should threaten to undo us, we will not fear, for God hath willed his truth to triumph through us. A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing. Glory to God. Friend of mine, I'm so glad I know him today. I'm so glad I know Christ is my Savior. I'm so glad that I've been reconciled to God, that I can call the God of glory and the God of all creation my heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the first principle I want to talk to you about here is that God's person and presence is our refuge. Let's look at it. Verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. 
Once again, therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried to the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength. Literally, here the Hebrew word for trouble refers to a tight place. Sometimes we speak of being in trouble as being between a a rock and a hard place, being in a tight. That's exactly the idea represented in the word. It means when the world is pressing in on you and me, when circumstances are strangling you, when you feel helpless, you feel alone. And some people use the term, it feels like I tried to pray, but it, it felt like heaven was brass that heaven was not open, that God's ear was not open. Oh, friend of mine, nothing could be further from the truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Heaven's doors are open wide to you and open wide to me. When we are in trouble, we're to remember two truths about God. Number one, He's our refuge and strength. Refuge carries the idea of shelter. Have you ever been caught outside in a storm? What does everybody look for immediately? They look for shelter. Augustus Top Lady in 1775, great Christian, while traveling from one town to another, by foot was caught in a violent storm. While finding refuge between two great rocks, he penned these words to the great hymn. Rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Praise God. I'm so glad that there is a place and there is a person who offers his wings of love for us to shelter under in the times of storm. You know, the scripture said in Psalms, once again, how excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, stimulated by by His great love for us, the sons of men put their trust under the shadow, shadow of your wings, under the covered and shelter of your wings. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why I like that song. He will hold me fast. Because my Savior loves me so, He will hold me fast. Praise God. Amen. Psalm 61 and verse 4, I like this. It says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. It doesn't mean that God has big wings. It means that God is our shelter, our refuge to strengthen us when trouble comes. Actually, the Bible says, and you're probably familiar with this verse of Scripture, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are saved. This is what I love here. And secondly, God is not only our refuge, He is a very present help when we're in the midst of troubling times. Present help literally translates speedy aid. 
you know what I love about this? It, everything in the old covenant about God is, is just reiterated in the new, new, new testament, the new covenant. The principles of this unchanging God, this unchanging character of God is just absolutely brought to more and more light in the new covenant. You know, Jesus spoke of the Father, and he kept speaking about the Father and talking to the Father. And they said, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Show us the Father, and we'll be satisfied. And he said, have you been with me all this time, and you haven't seen the Father? When you have seen me, you have seen the Father. See, God is a spirit. God is a spirit. But he is a person. He has a character. He has a personality. And his character and his personality never changes. He's the Lord God of Israel. And he changes not. And Jesus Christ is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, whatever he was, he is right now, and he always will be. That's why he is so trustworthy. He is a very present help in the time of trouble, literally a speedy aid. Now, here's something we need to help us trust him and stand in faith, therefore, uh, in, in the book of Hebrews, in the New Covenant. It said in Hebrews 10, beginning somewhere around 32, it talks about trouble and persecution. And then it says, but you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise Hallelujah. And then it says, Cast not away your confidence next, which hath great recompense of reward. Listen to this. For he that shall come, say speedy aid with me. Speedy aid. Speedy aid. Someone said he may not be there when you want him, but he'll always be right on time. I, I want to back up and quote this in context. You have, but we, but you have need. We have need, but I have need. But you have need of confidence. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, put your trust in Him, stood on His word, claimed His promise, that you might receive the promise. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. For he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. Amen. You see, God moves in his timing. Sometimes he waits till the last minute to come through, so it will be clear to everyone concerned that this was not happenstance, this was not this this was not just something that occurred without God himself bringing it to pass, that we that he may receive the glory and the recognition. Hallelujah. That we have a God that hears prayer. We have a God that answers prayer. We have a God, amen, hallelujah, who, who responds to the cry of his people. You know, Hebrews chapter 11 said, They that come to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him.
He is a speedy aid. Hallelujah. I don't know when or how He's going to bring you through what you're facing. We're all in this together, but each one of us are dealing with specific parts, some financially, some physically, some medically, some emotionally and mentally, and in our families. Oh, friend of mine, this is too big for us, but it's not too big for God. God is always present and quick to come to our aid when things get rough. Years ago, the great preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon wrote, I'm going to quote him, He never withdraws himself from his afflicted. He is their help truly, effectually, constantly. He is present or near them, close at their side and ready for their succor, which means to give aid, an old English word translated from the Greek, to give aid. And this is emphasized by the word very in our version. He is more present than friend or relative can be. Yea, more nearly present than even the trouble itself. <laughs> oh, oh, friend, listen. We, we, listen, I'm aware when trouble comes, I'm acutely aware of the trouble. And what Spurgeon is saying here, and what is being taught in this psalm is that God is closer to you than the trouble. And the trouble is right on you. Amen. And it's right on me. He said God is not distant. But we become, you see, so aware of the trouble. Sometimes we're not aware that God is with us in trouble. A very present help. Praise God. He's not only a very present help. The Bible said He's our shield. Psalm 3 and verse 3 said, But you, oh, I love this. I love this. Listen, don't get me. St- I start to say, don't get me started, because by now the physical con- our physical congregation would be amening, and when people amen me, and I'm bringing the word of God under the anointing, it's like saying sickum to a bird dog. <laughs> it makes me. It makes me very. It excites the Holy Ghost in me. Praise God. This is one of those scriptures and principles here. Psalm 3 and verse 3 says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. Listen, I want to stop right here and say something. When I see in in Christian armor, in Ephesians 6, beginning with verse 10 in the New Covenant, take ye the whole armor of God, it goes on to say, And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to, to quench all the fiery Arrows, flaming arrows, fiery darts into King James. Amen. Uh, every one of them will be absorbed by the shield of faith and won't do the damage they were intended to do. Take the shield of faith above all. The shield of faith to me is my faith in His faithfulness. My faith in His faithfulness. It's got to be about a person and not just a force within us. Got to be cautioned about looking within ourselves instead of looking unto God Himself. You know, the psalmist said, I will look into the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from God. I'm not big on self help seminars. I'm big on God 
is going to help me. <laughs> Seminars. Amen. I want my faith in His faithfulness. because if, And let my faith rest upon His faithfulness. Praise God. You know why? Because if my faith wavers and my faith is in my faith, then where do I turn? But if my faith is in oh, turn to God, that's exactly right. But my faith should be in God from the onset. God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is where we run to. The name of the Lord God is a strong tower. <laughs> Hallelujah. The righteous run into it. That's why I love this psalm. Because this to me defines that shield of faith. It's God's faithfulness to provide. It's God's faithfulness to protect. It's God's faithfulness to be draw near us when we're in trouble instead of, of stand a, a, apart from or aloof from us. Praise God. I'm so glad when I pray when I'm in trouble, when I don't even feel or sense His presence, I know that He sees the trouble he sees my fear and he draws near to me so that I can trust him and that fear begin to dissolve. Praise God and faith stand strong. Listen to what it says once again. But you, O Lord, thou in the King James, Psalm 3, 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the one who lifts my head, the lifter of my head. We put that to music. We sing it. Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. This is my shield of faith. And you can look within to a force within your personal resolve and ability to believe if you choose to do that. But if your faith is shaken by something that is shaking you so hard that the mountains themselves are being cast into the sea. Listen, friend of mine, you need to look beyond your ability to believe and look to the God that said, I'm going to draw near you. When that kind of trouble comes and everything is shaken, you're not going to be shaken. I'm not going to be shaken because thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes he delivers us from trouble and sometimes he lets troubles enter our life and, and takes us through the problem so he can teach us that he and he alone is our refuge. Sometimes he calms the storm for his people. Other times he calms his people in the storm. Praise God. That's that peace that passes all understanding. In verses 2 and 3 we saw that because God's continual presence is our refuge, therefore we will not fear. The earth, though the earth be removed... See, I, I, I just, I, I see this thing. I see so many people that their faith is going to be shaken when something shakes them this hard. And this is why we need someone, something beyond our own ability to believe. Here's what David said in the Old Covenant in the Psalms. He said, when, not if. He said, when my heart 
is overwhelmed within me. Lead me to that rock that is higher than I, for the Lord has been a refuge, a shelter for me from my enemies. At first I thought it was what I'm doing right now, encouraging you to trust the Lord, someone to lead me. But he's talking to God himself. He's saying, Lord, help me to trust you. When my heart is overwhelmed within me, lead me to the rock. You've always been a shelter. You've always been the rock of ages. And I want to be able to trust in you. Well, our time is gone today. I wish we had two or three hours. (laughs) Amen. Because I just want you to come back next week. I want us to pursue what it means to have faith in His faithfulness and be able to trust God no matter what. I'm looking past this trouble. I don't know what normal will be. I do believe it will be a new normal. And one of the things that I pray will change is that we will not put our trust in man's systems You know, the Bible said, cease from man whose breath is in his nostrils. He's one breath away from not being in his body and even in this world. Don't trust in that. Some trust in horses and chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. And they that trust the Lord will be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed. For as the mountains are round about Jerusalem... The Lord is round about His people. Because my Savior loves me so, He, He will hold me fast. Oh, friend of mine, aren't you glad that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Lord God of Israel, the Christ who walked the sandy shores of the Sea of Galilee, is your Savior and your King. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, today if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, the Bible says of you that you're without hope and without God in this present world. If the doctor can't fix it, if the government can't fix it, If the military can't protect you, if the police can't protect you, where do you turn? Where do you go? Who do you look to when everything that was so solid is shaken? Oh, you go to the rock of your salvation. Come to Jesus today. Put your trust in Him. Hallelujah. And find His peace and power in your life today. Amen.